On the Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast, I'm Karen Curtis, and again, I'm joined today by my, we call you an intern? You can call me an intern, you can call me a radio apprentice, which is one of my bosses <laughs> refers to me as. Okay. Juliana Caban. She's, say your name in like Puerto Rican accent. Juliana Caban. Oh my gosh, that's so fabulous. But anyway, uh... We did a previous episode of Full Rigor regarding, it was called FSU Frat Fiasco, and it was great, but it's not available right now because we were fearing for your safety. So yes. I took it offline. Uh, if you heard it, the, this is the same person, but um, yeah, it's not available right now, but will be possibly in the future. We'll let you know when. But for right now, this is such a cool podcast because as we are recording this juliana Mm -hmm. we are waiting for the sentencing of Ghislaine maxwell Maxwell. yes in new york Mm -hmm. and she has been well she was found guilty there were four women who testified against her in new york and one of them was from south florida here palm beach right right and i'll give you a little backstory they're coming up but she faces anywhere from like the minimum is like 20 25 years and the maximum is 65 years which is basically the rest of her life right she's 60 she was born on christmas day in 1961 in uh france her mother was a french is i think she's still alive elizabeth a french scholar and her daddy was a total tycoon media tycoon mogul he ended up owning the new york daily news and also the daily mirror but we're going to get into that so any time during this podcast we might find out what she's sentenced to she's trying to get it postponed Mm -hmm. because they put her in solitary confinement for um apparent suicide suicide which is yeah which is which is very very ironic considering everything that went on with epstein yeah Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of names, like eight names that she's holding. She mm-hmm. said, you can go ahead and release it, but the court has not released these yes. names of people. She has her little black book, which is her, basically her diary. She obviously writes down her clients, any experiences that she's had. And the issue is the court, they know what these eight names are. They know who they are, but they're not releasing that information yet. Which really ticks me off because these are the Johns, right? These are the John Does. And John, so they had sex with minors. They, that's statutory rape and we aren't going to find out who they are? I, that really bothers me. We're going to put this woman behind bars. Granted, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what Ghislaine Maxwell mm-hmm. did, okay? Mm-hmm. But what about these men that actually had the sex with the minors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's rape. Yep. And we're not going to find out. I know that the uh, the Lolita flight, the airplane that took him to that scummy mm-hmm. island that's still... Yeah, on the Lolita Express. That had eight people on the uh, the flight the list. The flight log. Flight log. Yeah. And it was uh, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates. Kevin Spacey. Kevin, you brought up Kevin Spacey. Chris, <laughs> yeah. Chris Tucker. Isaac Perlman, Chris the Tuck- violinist. Yeah. Also, John Glenn, the astronaut, and former Senate Majority Leader George Mitchell. All of these people were named by the pilot Mm -hmm. who said that they were on the flight list. And then, of course, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And, of course, Prince Andrew. And Prince Andrew. How can Mm -hmm. I forget? Because Guy Lane was friends with Prince Andrew. And we'll get into that Mm -hmm. in just a moment. But here is Virginia Jufri. It was a wicked time in my life. It was a really scary time in my life. 
I had just been abused by a member of a royal family. Ugh. I wanted to take you back to a past episode of mine, episode 120, which was just desserts for a prince and give you the little backstory of how, you know, there's always a South Florida connection, how South Florida connects with Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein and Prince Andrew, because one of the four witnesses who testified against Ghislaine Maxwell used her own name. The other three used pseudonyms, Jane and Kate. Virginia Roberts Jufree testified against Ghislaine, and she was also an accuser of Epstein. And mainly she accused Prince Andrew of having sex with her when she was 17. She was a student at Royal Palm Beach High School at the time. Now she's in her 30s and a mother, and she just won a lawsuit against the prince. We don't know how much money he paid her, but her experience is still raw. I couldn't comprehend how on the highest levels of the government and powerful people were allowing this to happen, not only allowing it to happen, but participating in it. And just like Epstein, Maxwell was being held in solitary confinement under suicide watch prior to her sentencing. And Jufree has no sympathy for Epstein, who apparently took his own life. It's not how Jeffrey died, but it's how he lived. And we need to get to the bottom of everybody who was involved with that starting with Ghislaine Maxwell and going along the lines there. And I think the famous photo of Virginia with Prince Andrew's hand around her waist adds credibility to her story. I mean, you just can't can't get around that photo. But here's what Prince Andrew told the BBC about the photo in a recent interview. That's me, but but whether that's my hand or whether that's um, the position, I, I... But I don't, I have simply no recollection of a photograph ever being taken. The people on the inside are going to keep coming up with these ridiculous excuses, like the photo was doctored or uh, he came to New York to break up with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, come on, I'm calling BS on this because that's what it is. So apparently Epstein's hunting ground or Ghislaine's hunting ground was right here in West Palm Beach across the bridge from Palm Beach. And Jeffrey, of course, was a former Royal Palm Beach High School student who said that she was turned into a sex slave by politically connected financier Jeffrey Epstein and traveled the world, recruited other young women and serviced Epstein's powerful friends, including Prince Andrew. But I don't, I have simply no recollection. But despite all the evidence against Jeffrey Epstein in 2008, the Palm Beach County judicial system grossly let down Epstein's victims, turning them into prostitutes rather than child sex slaves and rape victims. The Miami Herald broke this story wide open, and a reporter there was able to identify more than 80 girls who had been molested by Epstein. That was dozens more than investigators. And still, Federal prosecutors came up with a secret non-prosecution agreement without ever notifying any of Epstein's victims. We were victimized by Jeffrey Epstein, then re-victimized by the government. Epstein pled guilty and was convicted in 2008 of procuring a child for prostitution and of soliciting a prostitute. He served almost 13 months in custody, but with extensive work release. He was placed on the sex offenders list, but that didn't stop Prince Andrew from hanging out with the pedophile. And by the way, that sweetheart deal in 2008 allowed Epstein to sleep overnight in the Palm Beach County Jail, but allowed him to also spend all day at work and at his home on Palm Beach. 
Palm Beach Police Department was incredulous. One of the things that was so unusual about this case is we had prosecutors who had excellent reputations, yet this case they found reasons not to prosecute. I still think we did everything we could have done in the Palm Beach Police Department and hope the victims know that we had faith in them, we believed in them, and we knew this case should have been fully prosecuted when others did not. And that secret sweetheart deal was brokered by federal prosecutor Alex Acosta, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida. The whole story did not explode until President Trump nominated Acosta to his cabinet as labor secretary. And the Miami Herald dug into the head-scratching deal that he brokered with the billionaire in Palm Beach County. Acosta at the time defended the deal. In our heart, we were trying to do the right thing for these victims. It was, without a doubt, one of the worst failures of the criminal justice system. We did what we did because we wanted to see Epstein go to jail. He needed to go to jail. But he didn't really go to jail. He spent most of his time as a free man. Acosta says federal prosecutors rescued the case from state prosecutors who he says wanted to let Epstein walk. If we had had more transparency, perhaps this case would have gone differently. So Buckingham Palace and Prince Andrew himself emphatically denied that the Duke of York had any form of sexual contact or relationship with Virginia. He denies that it ever happened and he's going to keep denying that it ever happened. But he knows the truth and I know the truth. I I, I have no recollection of ever meeting her. So how about that, Mr. Fung? Pretty heavy duty stuff, huh? Mm hmm. Denial, denial, denial. Yep. So now we're going to get into... More on Gillen Maxwell because she's being sentenced today. As we are recording this podcast, we will bring you the sentence as it happens. But really, if this federal prosecutor, Acosta, didn't get nominated by Trump to be the labor secretary, the Miami Herald wouldn't have dug into this and we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have known any of this. And it would have just been dead. It would have been Mm -hmm. a dead story. But now, who's taking the fall but Ghislaine because... What happened to Epstein? He he apparently killed himself, yeah, right? Suicided. So now they want her to pay the price. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's fair? Of course it is. Why do you think that? Because I know you feel that she wore the pants in the mm-hmm. relationship. Well, I think that obviously there's a lot that we don't know about Ghislaine and Epstein. There's a lot, of course that went on behind closed doors that the world doesn't know about. But what we do know is that they worked together to just commit the most atrocious, disgusting, satanic acts that we've ever seen. Against young people. Yeah, with with minors, with young girls. They were being molested. They were being raped. They were being trafficked. And she was as much of a driving force as much as Epstein was. She was the one that was calling the shots. She was the one that wore the pants. It was because of her connections, because of her power and her influence and her figure of being a socialite that she was able to hand deliver these girls from the streets, from the lowest, directly to Epstein, directly to his circle of wealthy friends. It was basically sex slavery. It was. 
Weird. What was her her friend said that whenever she came up to give her an air kiss, she was looking over her shoulder yes, to see yes. who was more powerful behind yeah. her. She was a climber, right? We were doing research on how Ghislaine would present herself within social situations, and she would always be looking for ways to up her social status. That is all that mattered to her. Power, money, wealth and status and that's a plutocrat a person whose power derives from their wealth that would be epstein Mm -hmm. and she would attach herself to that because she lost her wealth Mm -hmm. her father who robert maxwell we talked about being you know a media mogul but he rose out of extreme poverty in czechoslovakia in a jewish settlement most of his family was murdered in the holocaust he became a british army war hero then an academic publishing magnet and then also a member of the Labor Party and the Labor Party MP and eventually owner of the Daily Mirror. And that's one of the UK's biggest selling papers. And then he started, mm-hmm. he, he bought the New York Daily mm-hmm. News. And that's how Ghislaine came to the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's where she started mingling with people mm-hmm. and really becoming a jet setter. And she was friends with Prince Andrew. She was friends with all kinds of other really heavy-duty plutocrats. She was introduced to the rich socialite lifestyle because of her father. And And power and politics. And following his death, which was an apparent suicide because he apparently fell off his yacht. Which was named after Ghislaine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really weird twist. But he was known as a draconian father. He physically and emotionally and verbally abused the nine children that he had. And Ghislaine was the youngest. Mm -hmm. And she became the favorite. Mm -hmm. And he even named his boat after her. You think she wore the pants. I think that Ghislaine had daddy issues. And that she loved her father and wanted to please him at any cost and I think she did the same thing with Epstein Mm -hmm. that she loved him if you look at pictures she definitely loves him more than he loves her so we did a little bit of research on her behavior throughout her childhood and it says that though she was never spared the abuse and the rages her father would inflict on every one of his offspring Ghislaine would soon emerge as his favorite and something that her mother wrote in a 1994 memoir Ghislaine would become spoiled and the only one of her children that she can truly say that about yeah and obviously during her earliest years she suffered emotional neglect and both of her parents they went to the opposite extreme and just began lavishing affection for Ghislaine well her brother died suddenly Mm -hmm. and when he died everyone even the youngest got ignored and they realized what they were doing Mm -hmm. and they said oh we're ignoring Ghislaine and then they overcompensated and gave her too much attention I mean he had grand hopes for his youngest Mm -hmm. daughter he apparently harbored ambitions for her to marry John F. Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. oh my who actually dated Christiane Amanpour from CNN yeah yeah and he dated um, who's the girl from Splash you know what I'm talking about Hannah Daryl Hannah thank you oh my god I just had a moment a senior moment Um, (laughs) yeah so he called the private yacht Lady Ghislaine rather than Betty after his wife or his other three daughters I mean who does that it was very clear that she had become the favorite. So she's born in 1961. In 1965, according to Betty, three-year-old Ghislaine stood in front of her and declared, Mummy, I exist. (laughs) Because what happened was, three days after she was born, and you pointed this out on Christmas Day, 
Yeah, she's her, Jewish. Well, her father's a Jew, mm-hmm. and to be Jewish, your mom has to be the Jew. But mm-hmm. I think they changed it. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but you're right. I think they did change it. But she was born on Christmas Day. Well, she was Day. born on Christmas Day. And three days <laughs> later, a car carrying her 15-year-old brother, Michael, crashed into a lorry along a foggy Oxfordshire road. I'm sure it's Oxfordshire. And Michael Maxwell would spend the remaining seven years of his life in a coma. So although she had been born into material abundance, her earliest year, she suffered emotional neglect. And her mom admitted that after Michael's accident, they hardly gave her a glance. Yeah. And that's, you know, those are your formative years. Those are the years that shape you. How you are treated is an imprint on how you are for the rest of your life. And also I'm reading about this right now. It says that the children of Ghislaine's parents, they would be interrogated at the dinner table about geopolitics or their plans for the future and reduced to to tears if uh, their father considered their answers unsatisfactory. And it says, quote unquote, by one of um, Robert's offspring, Ian, that he would beat us with a belt, girls as well as boys. Oh, gosh. And although Ghislaine was the favorite, she wasn't immune to any of the abuse. And she was always anxious to please her father. And I think that but she... See, she would put up with abuse and still want to please him. And I think the same thing with Epstein. Mm-hmm. He's asking her to commit criminal acts. I mean, why would someone do that unless they were just blindly in love with someone mm-hmm. and wanted to please them? She had the disease to please. So she studied modern history and languages at Oxford and based on several students that were in class with her, she was interested in power and money. And it says, quote unquote, I don't remember her being a very close friend of another woman. No, that's true. I think that women weren't really important to her, but were only used as a means to get to another powerful man. Well, for heaven's sake, I mean, she even hated Princess Diana in 1984. She apparently bullied her and made her cry. She had married Prince Charles in 1981. So there were photographs of her that she pointed and said, yeah, I made her cry. And what was so funny is she was like her mom, a scholar, right? Mm -hmm. She went to Oxford, crying out loud. But she was always described in New York as a socialite. Which had to be irritating because she was always latched onto a man. Mm-hmm. You know, to be a scholar in your own right, you have to stand on your own. I just think that throughout her childhood, obviously, she was just conditioned to validate and please men. Yes. And I think this sort of, I'm not a psychologist, but this sort of reminds me a bit of a borderline personality disorder in the sense that she always needs to seek validation from men. She always needs to please someone. But I think that she just grew up under the under the the shadow of her father in the sense that how can she reach the point of not seeking that validation anymore? I I think she used men to get what she wanted. Well, and it, made, it, and it made her feel like a whole person if she did. could get, uh, you know, a man's affection. And she began dating Count Gianfranco Ciccogna. He's an Italian aristocrat. And then after they broke up, that's when she met Epstein where at a party, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. it's Was it in London? It's a little unclear on how Epstein and Ghislaine met, but... Many obviously assume that it was at some socialite 
party in Manhattan or in Europe. We're not sure. Yeah. So, so in January of 1991, so Ghislaine would be 30, right? Mm-hmm. Her father acquired the struggling New York Daily News, and she was sent to its headquarters in New York to be the representative. And that was her point of entry into the social scene in Manhattan. In November of that year, though, her world was upended. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is when her father vanished from the deck of the Lady Ghislaine off the Canary Islands. His body was later found floating in the sea, and Ghislaine flew straight to Las Palmas, where the yacht had been taken, and by every account, she was inconsolable at the loss of her father. Then they found out that Robert Maxwell had raided the Mirror Group's pension fund. $583 million as part of the scheme to artificially inflate the company's share price at the expense of 32,000 employees. The British government eventually made them whole. But she said he was not a crook. Mm-hmm. She refused. It's just like Epstein. He's not breaking any laws by forcing these young girls to have sex with mm-hmm. a prince. She has like on rose-colored glasses when it comes to these men. She refused to admit her father did anything wrong. She just viewed them as just a figure that makes money. Well, she says a thief to me is somebody who steals money. Did he put it in his own pocket? Did he run off with the money? No. And that's my definition of a crook. Mm -hmm. So I can't even believe that you would justify that. Yeah. I think she's just... Can you imagine all of England hated her because her father stole from 30,000, 32,000 employees their pensions. She's just blinded by the possibility of wealth and power. So was it an accident? Was it a suicide? Like, exact same thing with Epstein. I think that... Was it an accident? How do you fall off a boat and drown unless you're Natalie Wood? There are just so many strange deaths. Here's a little background on Epstein and how he died. So in July of 2019, Epstein was arrested by the FBI and NYPD on sex trafficking charges. He was jailed at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York, which held prisoners such as John Gotti, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, and Paul Manafort. He requested to be released on bond, offering to post $100 million with the condition that he would wow. also submit to house arrest in his New York mansion. The U.S. judge denied the request this time and kept him behind bars. They said he was a flight risk. July, Epstein was found injured and semi-conscious on his floor of his cell with marks around his neck. He said he was attacked by his cellmate who was mm-hmm. in there for mur- on four counts of murder. Who was the cellmate? His cellmate was former New York City police officer Nicholas Tartiglioni, who was charged with four counts of murder. He was questioned about Epstein's condition. He denied any knowledge of of what happened to him. And when Epstein allegedly committed suicide, it's reported that the cameras miraculously were off. Yeah. So after that incident, he was placed on suicide watch. Yeah, 24-hour surveillance. Yeah, and six days later, July 29, 2019, Epstein was taken off suicide watch and placed in a special housing unit with another inmate. Epstein's close associate says he was in good spirits. So that explain that to me. Ghislaine is not suicidal and she's placed in solitary under suicide watch. Mm-hmm. This guy tries to take his own life and he's removed from, from sol- suicide watch. I don't understand. And placed with another inmate. And he's in good spirits. So when he was placed in the special housing unit, the jail informed the Justice Department that he would have a cellmate and that a guard would look into the cell every 30 minutes. These procedures were not followed on the night of his death. And on August 9th, 2019, Epstein's cellmate was transferred out, but no one took his place. Later in the evening, contrary to the jail's normal procedure, Epstein was not checked every 30 minutes. The two guards who were assigned to check 
His jail cell that night fell asleep, did not check on him for about three hours. The guards falsified the related records. Two cameras in front of Epstein's cell also malfunctioned that night. Malfunctioned. Epstein was found dead in his cell at 6.30 in the morning. And then there's the question of her father's death. The rest of the siblings accepted Robert Maxwell's death as either an accident or suicide, but she insisted he was murdered. Mm-hmm. He was murdered. By who, though? That's what people are saying about Epstein, too, mm-hmm. though. Who murdered Epstein? Who murdered her father? It's certainly a mystery wrapped in an enigma wrapped in a riddle. You know, Ghislaine Maxwell, after Epstein's death, she's the one she knows. She knows things. She knows information. Yes, she does. She does. She knows a lot. And it's inevitable that one day, you know, she might blow the whistle and they're waiting for and that might, day to come. And might finger them. So Maxwell, who's 60 now, pled not guilty to eight counts of sex trafficking and other charges. And of course, she was found guilty of all except one charge. And apparently there were lots of secrets that were kept in the came out in explicit testimony. Jane said she had sexual encounters with Epstein while she was 14 to 16 in Palm Beach and at Epstein's ranch in New Mexico. She said that Maxwell participated in many of the encounters and Maxwell's lawyers sought to highlight discrepancies between Jane's testimony and her earlier interviews with law enforcement. But, you know, that's a bad idea to discredit and go after the the victim. Mm -hmm. But they contended that the memories of Jane and the three other accusers, including Virginia, expected to testify against Maxwell had been corrupted over time and that they had financial incentives to implicate her. Case in point, Virginia Jeffrey got money from Prince Andrew. Yeah, they would pay their silence in money. I think they gave him, they sent him to school. They traveled the world. They figured, they were rationalizing, these girls are getting much more than they would have ever gotten. Yeah, they think, I mean... It rationalized it. These girls, I mean, within their minds, they're conditioned to think that they went from rags to riches. Because all of a sudden, they're hanging out, you know, serving these wealthy, powerful socialites. And they would pick girls who were from broken homes Mm -hmm. and who were vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, Jufri said she was a victim of Epstein sex trafficking and abuse from 2000 to 2002, starting when she was 16, of course, having sex with Prince Andrew, according to her, when she was 17. There's only one of us telling the truth. And I know that's me. He is the most hideous dancer I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was horrible. And this guy was sweating all over me. Of course, then Prince Andrew says that he had some sort of condition that prevented him from actually sweating. Jeez. There was an attempt from the prosecution to almost recreate the scene of the crimes right there in the middle of the courtroom. As we said, they brought in the massage table. A retired police officer testified they also recovered a box of sex toys and a hard drive contained emails sent by Ghislaine Maxwell to a staff member in which she complained <laughs> that the house manager, Juan Alessi, did not tidy up Epstein's massage creams. Wow! Oh, Oh my God. That led police to Mr. Alessi, who provided some of the most damning and disgusting X-rated corroboration of the whole trial. He told the court that Epstein would have three massages a day, as we said, and when Mr. Alessi would clean up after each one, can you imagine? Three times. He would put the sex toys back where they belonged in a basket. I have a dog that has dog toys in a basket. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) And put the basket in her closet off the master bedroom that she shared with Epstein. So they apparently 
you know, through the years. She was, she was just as in it as he was. So gross. And then Mr. Lessie said Epstein or Maxwell would sometimes direct him to contact and pick up the young women for massages. He recalled seeing two underage girls that appeared to be 14 and 15. Jane and Virginia Roberts house rules included a 59 page manual that Mr. Alessi told the staff to be deaf, dumb and blind and forbade them from making eye contact with Epstein. So he was the house manager. He took the stand for the prosecution on the fourth day of Maxwell's trial in Manhattan federal court. And he said that he repeatedly drove those girls who appeared to be 14 or 15 to Epstein's Florida estate. So but he is the onus on him. He knew what was going on. He definitely did. Yeah. And several witnesses, including the four women that testified, they also recalled how uh, Epstein and Maxwell would name drop their friends, you know, that would come from high places that include Bill Clinton or Prince Andrew, and they would display photos of them alongside the Pope, John Paul II, or Fidel Castro in their properties. Oh, my God. <laughs> Plutocrats. Ugh, yeah. Sickening. And none alleged any, apparently none alleged any wrongdoing by Epstein and Maxwell's famous friends. But, you know, these connections, they prove to be no insulation from justice. And the conviction is a significant moment for people who are often found at the other end of the social ladder. And it sucks that the media, they're shutting down this story. It's really nauseating what happened here in Palm Beach County. It is. And how he got a free ride, Epstein did, and then how Gillen was able to get all... I mean, how can there be over 60 girls? I know. And there were... I'm positive that there were more. Of course. Of course. And they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, now that she's being sentenced, her victims are showing up in the courtroom. Sarah Ransom, who did not take part in the Maxwell trial in 2021, requested permission to give a statement in court today. And her request was approved. Remember, she was the one that tried to jump off a cliff to escape Epstein and Maxwell. (laughs) My God. In her statement today, she said, On one visit to the island, the sexual demands, degradation, and humiliation became so horrific that I tried to escape by attempting to jump off a cliff into shark-infested waters, but was caught by Maxwell moments before jumping. So you see, Ghislaine is compassionate. In fact, one fellow inmate informed the court during sentencing that Ghislaine was genuine and kind and offered to teach yoga to inmates. Well... And the sentence is in. Elaine Maxwell has been sentenced to 20 years behind bars. Woof, that's basically the rest of her life. She served two years already. So that's 18 years. She's 60. That puts her at 78, pending any kind of an appeal. She will definitely die in prison. One attorney for aid of Epstein's victim says no matter who you are and no matter what kind of circles you travel in, no matter how much money you have, no matter how many years have passed since the sexual abuse, justice is still possible. That wraps up this episode of Full Rigor. Thanks for listening. Until next time.